0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run. Turn
1: it baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North with your hosts, David Haw and Dan Wiederer. We're going to take the North and never give it back.
2: Welcome to the Take the North podcast. I'm David Haw from 670 The Score and the Mullane Haw Show. Adam Sadzinski is our producer on the Take the North pod. Dan Weederer making deadline for the Chicago Tribune out in Landover, Maryland at FedEx Field, where the Bears. Beat the commanders 40 to 20, just like Adam said they would, pretty much by the book. What a victory for the Bears! 346 days since the last time they celebrated one. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, they were the story. DJ Moore, 230 receiving yards, eight catches, a career high. Justin Fields, four touchdown passes once again. This was an offense that came out pretty aggressively, and DJ Moore exploited everyone who tried to cover him and the commander simply couldn't cover him. And the bears who have had their share of dysfunction and controversy and, and problems for the first four games, put it all together tonight, Adam. And I think that at one point in time, I was with Al Michaels and everybody else watching who are these guys right. and how in the world are they doing this? What was your initial reaction to everything that happened?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, well, first of all, it got a little stressful there. Ten points in the fourth quarter with a uh, you know under nine minutes left or so, but it was I felt similar. It's like who who are these guys and and where was this? You know, I know we saw some of it for you know the first three quarters against the Broncos, but it, this this team seems to be a little revived, and it was such a a pressure release. It felt like. I felt like for this whole team to especially the 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 last touchdown of the game, DJ Moore, where the the pass that Justin threw was just out of the reach of the defender's hands, and there's no one behind him. And DJ Moore takes it to the house. And it seemed like every collective, like everyone, like where that covers the Bears, that plays on the Bears, that's a fan of the Bears, just kind of took a sigh of relief. Like, oh they're going to get one <laughs> like they they didn't blow the weed they're going to they're going to win this game and and they get 11 we everyone gets 11 days off to just kind of breathe and and whew, that's what it felt like for me the whole yeah,
2: thing was a sigh it. of relief it was a sigh of relief and it was on an emotional night because obviously before kickoff the bears in the passing of an NFL legend, one of the greatest players in franchise history, Dick Rutkus, passes away at the age of 80. The team confirmed the report just a couple hours before they they began the game against the Commanders. Cast a paw over everything that happened at FedEx Field. I mean, he received a, a video uh, tribute, as you would expect. There was there were tributes in Chicago at the Blackhawks preseason game. Um, this is a loss of an icon, one of the more defining Players, the Bears have ever uh, had the privilege of, of, uh, of having, you know, wear their uniform. And I, I don't, I don't see necessarily a, a tight connection between what happened on the field and, and the, and the passing of a legend, but I do think that it just spoke to just how much emotion was packed into the performance of McCaskey's obviously there. George McCaskey issued a statement um, about what did Butkus meant to the franchise and, and Adam, I think that obviously, um, that, that's a, a separate story, but I think it just, it, it was, it was one of the things was, as I watched Matt Eberfleet's post game and, and it dawned on me, he, as he was ex- expressing his condolences to the family, how much he has been through this week, this month, because the first four games were forgettable and you saw the stress begin to mount and let's face it, uh, as he took this to the sidelines tonight, there were people wondering if this would be his last game as a coach of the Chicago mm-hmm. bears. And after tonight, I think we can pretty well, or at least he can rest assured that he's not getting fired tomorrow. What does it mean beyond that? We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. But the Bears did what they needed to do, kept their focus, and on an emotional night, they played with the desperation that they needed to bring.
1: They definitely did. And yeah, you said it. I don't know if anyone involved with this team needed that win more than Matty Rufus did after you said the week that he had, I mean, you know, four short days of all of a sudden everyone's speculating about his job status and and is he going to be like as you were alluding to? I guess he's going to be fired if they lose this game and they don't look good look, don't, and, and they lose it handily, I should say. Right. So <clears throat> I mean, he needed it, man. Justin Fields needed it. You could see how how happy he seemed. DJ Moore, like everyone, everyone on this team, like they needed this win so badly. And now they can go into this nice little break. They got some injuries that they need to recover from. It, you know, It's good that Tevin Jenkins got back on the field tonight. and But, you know, Roshon Johnson ended up in concussion protocol. Their their defensive backfield just kept taking more and more depth hits. And I do want to uh, – I'll talk a little bit about Dick Buckus as we go on here before we close out. But it, 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 I did think – and I actually tweeted out before the game – like they can't lose tonight, right? It, it, right. And I know that it's just anecdotal, and it doesn't really. Ha- the two things are just aren't connected. But it's like you can't, you can't lose this game, not well, tonight. I,
2: yeah, I, I think that's fair to, to to point that out. And I, you know, I, we we say that, and, and I I say that because I don't think either one of us or nobody wants to take away from what the Bears maybe did in terms of focusing yeah. on. The task at hand, and and, and kind of maybe say, well, it was all because of the, the emotions that they felt. I think both things can be true. They were probably affected more by by Dick Butkus's passing than any other uh, team that was, you know, in, in the league. Certainly, in right. any of the two teams tonight, uh, I, I'm sure Ron Rivera had a heavy heart. He knew Dick mm-hmm. Butkus from their days at the end of Ron's career in Chicago, and Dick Butkus was the analyst at WGN, and they they struck up a friendship and. Uh, I can I can remember that there was a time a couple of years ago when the, the Panthers were making a Super Bowl run. I remember Dick Butkus telling this story to one of the times I interviewed him, and and Ron asked him to speak to the team, uh, and it was when Cam Newton was the quarterback, and and mm. Butkus was like, "What am I going to say to Cam Newton?" You know, <laughs> and and he declined it, but but it just spoke to how how That's close their relationship was, and and I know that probably Ron Rivera had a heavy heart tonight, but I think that. Yeah, I mean, whatever it was, you're right. You didn't get a sense. This wasn't, you didn't want to lose on the night that the, the, the fiercest player in team history passed away because you wanted to stand up and be, you know, as a, as a franchise, that probably wanted to, to be able to have a good feeling going to bed tonight. And I think they certainly can. A couple of things that stood mm-hmm. out to me. You mentioned uh, DJ Moore and, and um, Justin Fields. That'll get a lot of attention. i did think though lucas patrick left the game uh tevin jenkins hadn't played and hadn't had an ounce of contact since the practice in indianapolis right cody whitehair slides over to center that offensive line against the front four that we all talked about coming in was to be feared and respected that offensive line of the bears played pretty well tonight and i think that you can't overlook that as being a big factor why there was a comfortable pocket. It was clean most of the time,
1: and Justin Fields had time and made good use of it. He definitely, yeah. I I don't think you can walk away with this game and not point to the way the Bears' offensive line played. You're, as you said, you're you're going to look at Justin Fields and DJ Moore and the numbers they put up, but three sacks allowed, and honestly, like that is a good mark for this team. And a couple of them you could probably say were, you know, maybe Justin could have gotten rid of the ball. And actually there was a couple times that Justin did get rid of the ball. Maybe one of them should have been intentional grounding, but you know, this team has needed some luck and they finally got a little bit. And when it comes to that kind of thing, I guess, and I it's, it's weird, but Tevin Jenkins, excuse me, Lucas Patrick leaving the game, I thought to myself, I feel like the line's better without him and you know you don't want that to happen because of an injury and i know that like you said tevin jenkins has been you know hasn't had any contact in over well over a month and but the offensive line is just better with cody white at center and tevin jenkins at left guard and you'll have to go back and look at the film a little bit more to see how they actually individually performed but you know only giving up three sacks to in the all we talked about all week was how good this defensive line is, and they right. allowed three sacks. So that's the offensive line is definitely to be com, like a, a huge to be commended after that kind of effort. And I mean they were they were a huge reason for the win. Yeah, we didn't hear Larry Borm's name that much, and you expected hear that And no. if he's going against no. that that defensive front. And there was at I least think- I I, I want to say he allowed at least Chase Young got loose on him at least once, but. Other Ch- than he's, he's that, Chase
2: Young, you know, he, yes. he's going to yes. do that against the best of offensive tackles. Yes. I, I think a couple unsung unsung heroes, you know, while while we talk about more and Fields, but uh, obviously Tevin Jenkins coming back and contributing in a way that was meaningful. Kerry Blasting Game, the three running backs went down. He had to carry the ball eight times. I think that's more than he had ever in his career in terms of career carries. Kerry Blasting Game, the fullback for the Bears. If people that forgot that, but he had to step up because. Three running backs were unavailable. Khalil Herbert left after having a pretty good uh, productive day. Uh, Roshan Johnson out with uh, protocol. And uh, Travis Homer was knocked out with an injury. And then Don- Deontay Foreman didn't dress. He was inactive. So you had – your only choice was Justin Fields or the fullback. So the <laughs> fullback got eight carries and, and and helped the Bears eat the clock because I do think Getzee – did get a little bit conservative again you started to see that mm-hmm. lead dwindle and then they threw the pass to dj moore and he he went up against kendall fuller grabbed it away from him and then he ran away from everybody and that was the key dj moore made two uh cornerbacks uh, have sleepless nights because yeah the rookie first rounder left the game got benched after dj moore did a number on him uh forbes Manuel forbes yeah. and then uh, Kendall Fuller tried to make a play on the ball And DJ Moore made him pay So the Bears had everything going for him Offensively, you have to for this group To score 40 points
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and real quick to, yeah, Kari Car- game had three total Carries in his career <laughs> before this game So yeah, he really had to step up And it's, it's really good That the Bears do have as much time off as they do To get uh, Herbert healthy And hopefully Roshan Johnson Gets through concussion protocol You do have Deontay Foreman waiting if you mm-hmm. need him but uh, you know you said he's inactive for this game so you couldn't use him and then you know uh, what i i really liked the aggressiveness of the game plan where it almost seemed like we don't think that you can cover dj more so we're gonna keep throwing to him
2: exactly and that was what it was And
1: it was it it really was like, hey, like if we can get enough time up front from our offensive line, DJ Moore is going to eat against these guys. And here you have a career day. One of the best days by a receiver in Bears history. He had 126 yards at the end of the first quarter, which has to be a Bears record. If it's not, I'll be shocked. Like that was, I saw that stat and I was blown away. Like, I've, I don't think I've, it's never happened in my lifetime. If it has, I forgot about it. I think
2: it was the second most prolific receiving day since Alshon Jeffrey had maybe yes. 247. Yeah. Um, so he was pretty close to that one catch away. So the offense did what it needed to do. Colt Komet is emerging as a really good safety valve mm-hmm. uh, that Justin Fields trusts. I think he only completed three passes um, or used three different receivers. Darna Mooney didn't really connect. He missed him a couple times, and I think that's not mm. uh, Mooney's fault. But Justin Fields overall had a pretty good day. Um, maybe would like to be a little bit more efficient with the completion percentage, but he Definitely. was hitting the big plays, and his passer rating was really high. want to touch on a couple of defensive guys because I think it's, it's worth pointing out. Andrew Billings, I thought, came up big for them. I mean, literally and figuratively. Yeah. But Andrew big Billings, boy. he was pretty good against the run. The Marcus Walker was active. Yannick and Gokwe both had sacks. I thought that was something to watch. Obviously, they're playing with the lead. You don't see that very often if you're a bare defensive lineman. So they (laughs) took advantage of that. Um, You saw Rasheem Green get a sack. Uh, Mm -hmm. Felt like TJ Edwards had 10 tackles. That was was a career high. Or I'm sorry, a a a game high for Mm -hmm. TJ Edwards. And then the secondary. You're playing without three starters, and guys like Greg Strowman Jr., who was drafted by the Commanders um, in 2018 in the seventh round, Terrell Smith had the forced fumble, um, but Stroman and Smith aren't guys that you typically go into right. a game on national television expecting to count on. Those guys came through in a big way, and that
1: secondary played like a group that's pretty well coached. They did, and you, know, you want to go back to Matt Eberflus, like – he not only did he need to win; he needed his defense to have a game like this. And and yep. you know, the the Commanders are are far from a finished product on offense. They have you know a good receiving core, but a really young quarterback, offensive line that isn't quite finished off. So you know, it's it's nothing to say like, hey, it's a huge corner turned, but it's progress. And they needed to show that they could stop a heck, just stop a young quarterback and turn the ball over a couple times, which is something that they haven't been able to do. Heck that interception by Stroman was the first, I said it's the first real turnover for the bears of the season because the only other turnovers they'd forced were in the second half against the backup quarterback against the chiefs, which count in the stat book, but didn't really count as far as an impact on the season. So that, that was huge. And you know, you want to talk about playing complimentary complimentary football, that's it right there. Force turnovers and and score touchdowns, and good things are going to happen. And finally, 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 finally you know they find, and they finally get a bit of luck too. That missed field goal, yep, by the commanders, that really was the end of the game. I, you know, DJ Moore scored the touchdown to seal it, but at that point, five minutes to play, ten points, something crazy is going to happen if you are going to lose that one. And so that was that was like fine like. Finally, like this team needed something I was joking with on the on the afternoon or on the midday show on the score uh, just the other day It might have been yesterday saying like they need like this team needs the other team to make a mistake to find a way to win. (laughs) It's like that's that's like the kind of point we're at. And finally, they got a little bit of luck. They changed uh, – I don't know if they changed the direction of their
2: season, but they, they changed the subject, and, and that yes. is significant on a, on a week that we were talking about what they were going to do if they lost the main, this game in terms the of – The main notes. topic
1: at Hal Assault tomorrow won't be Matty Refuza's job.
2: Yep. Nobody's going to lose their job after yeah. tonight. Let's quickly give out a couple game balls um, because we can actually do that the first time if we're going to – that's right. <laughs> we're talking about a victory. So how about yes. that? Who would get your game ball?
1: I, I don't know – I, I don't know how you don't give it to DJ Moore in this one. I I mean, an all time Bears receiver day not that far away. Like you said, to the, the the single game record eight catches, 230 yards, three touchdowns, and you know the touchdown that put it away. And heck, he should have had more than that. There that one that what yeah, yeah that one that one that they marked him out of bounds. Right on running right. down the the far sideline from the t- on the TV broadcast. I don't know if he was out of bounds. He probably would have scored there. So he should have had you know maybe. 30 40 more receiving yards besides that. So I mean, he he showed today like, yeah, that's that's why they gave up the number 1 pick to get that guy. That's it's cool when
2: the, you trade for a guy that produces like he has since they decided, "Hey, we should target him
1: after ignoring him in the opener." That's right, and real, right, and real right in real quick I did see this after the game. Justin Fields has a perfect passer rating when targeting DJ Moore this season. I I know. 158.3. That,
2: that is crazy. And he's, he's very efficient, like 531 yards, and so he's got a perfect rating. I would right. keep going to him if yeah. that's the case. That's, the good things are going to yeah. happen. If the you game know.
1: plan is it to DJ Moore, I'm not going to complain about it.
2: <laughs> so that's a good one. I, I think that I'm going to go with my game ball. I'm going to give it to – I'm going to give it to the head coach. I think Matt Eberflus <laughs> took a lot of criticism this week, and I, a lot of it was deserved because, obviously, the Bears start 0-4, and he didn't handle the Chase Claypool situation. Um, very well. I I was glad to get done with my column on 670 to score. And I don't think I typed the word Chase Claypool. I I think finally there was, again, changing the subject, changing the direction. And Matt Eberflus, you know, he's been clumsy at the podium and in handling perception. And there have been a lot of things that have been worthy of criticism. But I got to give him credit on, on this Thursday night. This team arrived focused. They were ready to play. The first half was exactly what you want from a team on the road. Commanders are a pretty good team. They, that, that's, that's the same Commanders team that gave the Eagles all they could handle last week. Right. And here the Bears come into their building and they played with a sense of urgency that frankly Ron Rivera's team didn't match. So yeah. I, I give Matt Eberflus credit tonight. I'll give him my game ball because they got he got the most out of his team. And when you can maximize the potential of a team that doesn't have as much talent as the team that just beat 40 to mm-hmm. 20, that that's a coaching victory, and, and I give him a lot of credit for that.
1: Yeah, that's you know that's a good one too. I I'm glad that I'm glad you thought of uh, thought of that because that's like we said a couple times. He needed that more than anyone. <laughs> yeah, and, and you <laughs> know <laughs> overall, I, I know you
2: enjoyed it, but like, well, that was fun to watch a game where you weren't. Yeah. like, Oh boy, how are we going to describe this loss? How do we get to describe oh, man. this breakdown. At some it was, point, it was like, whoa, this is actually happening.
1: Yeah, and you know after that, uh, DJ Moore, the last DJ Moore touchdown to put the game away. I. I sent I sent out this tweet, but it's like it felt like at the end of Shawshank Redemption, where he <laughs> crawled out of the the tunnel, and he's in the rain, and it's all falling down on him. Like that's what it felt like. It's like oh, finally, <laughs> finally,
2: finally, finally <laughs> yeah. is right. Well, the Bears win forty to twenty. Dan is making deadline, and and we'll get this out right away. Just for programming note, um, obviously at the weekend we'll adjust our pod schedule. But people that listen to six seventy score DJ Moore. Is scheduled to be on with us at eight o'clock Friday morning on the Mullion Haw Show. He is a guest every Monday morning after games, but since they play on a Thursday, he said he confirmed with Dustin Rhodes last right. time he was on Monday. He's going to be on on Friday, so let's hope that he gets up and he stills having as much fun as he was having tonight. So, anything else, Adam, before we wrap things up? Uh,
1: I don't think so. I guess. Uh, I guess. Well, since we're since we're we're. Plugging things, Jaquan Brisker will be on the midday show. Bernstein and Holmes uh, scheduled to be, assuming he did come out of the game totally healthy, at ten thirty in the morning on on Friday. And also, I did, you know, obviously, I just want to say real, really quick, condolences to the Buckus family. Dick Buckus, I, I have you can't really tell, but this picture above me is a picture that my grandpa gave me when I was first getting into football when I was in seventh grade of Dick Buckus. He says, "You got to play like this guy." Like this guy will kick the out of you. So, he great. Had a, that, so that was kind of one of those just things that I always carried with me. And yeah. uh, as a football player that, you know, I never got to see him play in person, but that I really admired and I never got to meet him in person. I never got to meet him, but uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a really that one hit me. That one hit me. You know, I think okay. it hit
2: every Bears fan yeah. or every every Bears observer. I, you know, you're that's a that's a great story and I'm sure your grandpa has great memories. Um I was fortunate, as I said, to to um to to meet him, to interview him a couple different times, a couple different venues. The most extensive one was when I was at the Tribune and we were doing a show there in the seventh floor um of the radio studio and he was giving out the uh he was giving out the, the Dick Butkus Award. So he came on and Me. spent spent uh, about 30 minutes with us. And the night before, though, we were doing Sports Talk Live uh, at the time at, at the NBC Sports Chicago now and in, in, over in the Holiday Inn building. And he was a guest with Dave Kaplan, myself, Dick Butkus, and and uh, Luke Kuechly. And Luke Kuechly came oh, to wow. town, uh, the former Panthers linebacker. Mm-hmm. Luke Kuechly came to town thinking that he was doing uh, some appearances with Butkus and, Dick Butkus surprised Luke Keekley on live TV <laughs> um, with the Dick Butkus Award for the NFL oh, linebacker. That's really cool. And the thing of it was not necessarily him giving him the award. It was that Dick Butkus, this big, fierce, epitome of toughness linebacker who mm-hmm. defined a generation for Bears fans, got such a kick out of surprising luke Keekley he thought it was the greatest <laughs> funniest thing and he thought it was the greatest surprise and hey he didn't know when i got him in here and i was kidding him and and it was just a lot of fun and that's the that's kind awesome. of guy that he was and um he, he will be he'll be sorely missed and there'll be a morning period for the bears family and and we um you know, that makes it all all the better that they won tonight and on a night that was very emotional for everyone. So we'll wrap things up. It's late. Right. Got to get up. And uh, thanks for hanging in here with us, guys. Uh, like I said, we'll be back with Dan Wiederer when he gets back from uh, D.C. And Adam Szynski, our producer. I'm David Hall. Thanks for listening to the Take the North podcast on your free Odyssey app. We'll talk to you next time.